Hello, and welcome to Living Her Legacy, a podcast that celebrates and serves mamas who are living their best life after starting their families. I'm your host, Jill Sutton. Thank you for bearing with me. I have lost my voice in the uh, summer cold season, apparently. And uh, although I'm feeling rather well, I just have no voice. So thankfully, my interview was recorded before I lost my voice. So just this little intro is what you will have to suffer through. Um, I just want to remind you guys to follow along on social media, Instagram at Jill G Sutton or Living Her Legacy podcast. That way we can chat back and forth. Also find me on YouTube at Living Her Legacy. I am working on getting these podcast episodes updated. I'm a little behind the schedule that I want to be, but hopefully we'll power through the next few episodes and start getting those up um, more than once a week. But definitely check those out. Those are kind of fun to watch and see. Also, just so you guys know, there is a donate button that has now been added to the website. So if you go to jillgsutton.com slash podcast, you can find a PayPal donate button. If you feel like donating to the podcast at all, uh, you can donate in any amount. Basically, what that does is help with the operating costs of the podcast, the different things that I subscribe to to make this uh, function and come to you. Things like Zoom and Flowdesk, my editing software, my you know updates with microphones or pop filters, anything like that that I'm using. Uh, I'm paying those out of my pocket and that's fine, but I would love for this to be something that kind of supports itself. So if you guys feel like you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to donate, go ahead over there and you can donate whatever you want. Um, also 10% of whatever you donate is going out to charity and foundations. So this quarter, the foundation that I've chosen to donate to is the Palmetto Women's Center. It's a local charity here that helps um, newly pregnant women, just kind of giving them a lot of choices, free ultrasounds and a lot of free resources in the community to help them basically feel the best equipped to continue taking care of their baby um, and obviously giving them options for alternatives, but hoping to support them through the process. So Palmetto Women Center, there's a link in the description below if you want to check them out. Uh, but that is for this quarter, 10% of all donations received are going to go back out to Palmetto Women's Center. On the podcast this week is Megan Tobler. She is a soon-to-be mama who has left the corporate world and has started her journey of entrepreneurship. Uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. And I really think you guys will enjoy hearing about her story. She kind of tells it from a different perspective as far as she's not quite a mama yet, but she's doing things in preparation to be a mama. And I really feel like the way she's living her life now and who she's surrounding herself with, she's really uh, setting herself up for great success when that baby comes. So it could be literally any day. It could be now. So anyway, if you want to find uh, Megan and follow her story, the, her links are all in the description below. And she also has a podcast called Self Start Her, uh, Self Starter, but her H-E-R. And it's for corporate women that are kind of paving their own path and wanting to live a vibrant life. Um, on their own in entrepreneurship. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jill. So excited to be here. I am really excited to have you. I love that we've kind of gone on the same journey as far as podcasting, which is kind of exciting. It really is crazy. I think that you and I, I mean, your name came into my life about 
September of 2022. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of a full circle moment that I'm actually able to put a face to the name today. So I'm really excited to be able to connect with you and really kind of share our journeys together. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I would love if you wanted to just introduce yourself, maybe say a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from and maybe what you do now. Yeah, I'm actually on the completely opposite side of the country from you. I'm over in California, born and raised Southern California girl. You wouldn't know it though, by looking at my pale, pale skin that sunburns really easily. So definitely not California surfer girl. Um, But I am someone who is actually a soon to be mom. I know you have a lot of mamas on your podcast and everything that I've done up until this point, I didn't realize it, but it was in anticipation for the day where I could actually call myself mom. Um, I am someone who is extremely driven and really wanted to chase success, but my definition of success has changed over the years as I've really prepared myself to enter this new stage of motherhood that's about to come up here in just a few weeks. So um, I am someone that is that spent uh, over 10 years in the corporate world and actually experienced a layoff earlier this year um, and I was pregnant. So now my entire journey has shifted a little bit um, and I am now calling myself a an entrepreneur. So I'm sure we'll dive a little bit more into that today, but that's just a little bit of a high level of kind of who I am and where I'm at these days. First of all, congratulations on your pregnancy. That is so exciting. Thank you so much. We're really excited. I'm actually from the West Coast originally. Well, not even really originally, but I did grow up most of my life in Oregon. So Oh, not no too way. far from I you. Yeah. That. Yeah. I've been kind of all over a little bit further here. north. Yeah, a little bit further north and um settled here in the Charlotte area. So <laughs> so we also share something in common as far as being laid off during pregnancy. Uh my the the really kind of what opened the doors to this for me as well was uh during the pandemic being laid off at 20, 22 weeks pregnant, I think. So with my second and scary times. Can you talk us through just kind of like your immediate feelings and, and what you did maybe to kind of cope with that? Oh gosh. First of all, I'm so sorry that you've experienced that during the pandemic with your, with your second child. I mean, I personally, as you mentioned, I experienced that and it's definitely one of those feelings that you, you really hope no one else has to go through. But what I've learned is that there is something on the other side of it. And clearly there was for you too, but just like you, I actually experienced a layoff during the pandemic as well. So this is my second layoff within just three years. I chose this last company that I was with because I did think that it was more secure and that it had longevity and I, and I could really see myself there for a long time. And I come from the corporate sales background and I was their top performer. So I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be a part of this massive layoff. And what happened was they decided to completely um, eliminate the entire sales team which I had never heard of that in my life before of getting rid of a sales team. I I knew that the writing was on the wall, that things were happening at the the company, but I thought that my position was secure. And I think that was a really big learning in my life that nothing is secure and to really just always be prepared for whatever is going to come your way. And it also happened after I had just told them that I was pregnant. So it, I, I was also kind of woken up to the fact that there's really no job security and for for women that were in yours in my position. Um, I thought that there were some um, protections in place, but but clearly not. 
But anyways, I, I got the, I got the call or I got the email in the morning saying that layoffs were going to happen. And if you get one of two emails that you're either here mm. or you're not here. And, um, I, I got the email that I wasn't there. And then I had to wait for a couple hours to be terminated. So you're just sitting there, your heart's palpitating really fast and you're just sweating. You're thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Who's going to mm -hmm. hire me because I'm pregnant? Um, I, I just, what about my benefits? So on and so forth. But um, I also had to look at the positive in the situation. And the positive was that I knew that I wanted more for my life. I knew that I wasn't meant to be able to stay in this job. And I felt like this was the universe's way of kind of giving me that little nudge that I needed in order to take the leap and do something of my own. And if it wasn't for that for that specific situation, I don't know if I would be where I am today. So I actually have to thank the company in some odd way for giving me that little nudge that I needed to be able to propel me forward. I 100% agree with that. I really feel like you get comfortable with doing something that you know. And even if you know, like deep down inside, like this isn't what I want hundred percent for my life. Like this isn't, I just, I want something more, but how do you break free from that? Unless sometimes, like you said, God, the universe, the higher power, like kind of takes it from you and kind of pushes you <laughs> to do something that's a little bit scary, but is more in line with what you want. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I was definitely living a very cushy lifestyle. I was making great money being in sales. I had benefits. Um, I had the 401k. I had the whole thing. And that's really hard to walk away from. I called it the golden handcuffs. Again, it's one of those things where sometimes you just need that little nudge to, to be able to say, no, I think you're ready for this. It's your time. Yeah. I really think too, kind of just going back to like, how we were raised, not necessarily by family, but just society is you get a job in a career or whatever. You kind of do that your whole life and you get the, you know, the, the benefits package is kind of your bonus and what you hold on to, but that's not the only way to do life. And I feel like no one's really taught that there's other ways, you know, that there's other things out there that you can save for retirement on your own. Like, I think, you know, so often we are like golden handcuffs. We're tied to these jobs that have all these benefits because that's what they flash around as something that you need. I completely agree. And I think obviously I adore school teachers and everything, but I think that there's a little bit of a disservice that the education system does for us just in general, because they don't really teach us. They teach us how to pass a test, um, but they don't teach us really how to live and really the possibilities of really what's out there. And especially with technology changing so quickly, I mean, it's almost impossible to keep up with all, all of the different opportunities that are out there and available to us today. But growing up, I thought that you pretty much were kind of the teacher or the lawyer or the doctor. Um, but I never knew that I could actually be one day a podcast host. I had no idea that I could actually be an entrepreneur and run my own business. Um, but again, they don't teach you the skill sets that are needed to be able to get to this point. Instead, mm -hmm. it's again, like how to pass that test, how to get into college. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're, you're released. And now what? Yeah. I think another thing that you said too, was with one of the fears of being let go was uh, losing those benefits for pregnancy. And um, I think you did mention uh, maybe in the intake form that you applied to multiple jobs afterwards to try to see like what, what can fill this void. I know for me, I did the same thing 
and found that, you know, and, you know, we could go down a whole rabbit hole on women's health benefits <laughs> and how lacking they are in the United States. But uh, what was really hard for me was I could get a new position, but most of them had a 90 day probation period on the insurance. And then I had to start fresh with my putting into short-term, you know, long-term disability. And I didn't have that anymore to, you know, give me any leave at all. You know, if you think about our leave is already so minimal, even in a corporate role, there are some companies that are trying to do better. Um, but for the most part, you know, 12 weeks is what we get. And, and that's, if you're lucky sometimes. So um, what did you kind of do or what are you thinking about now? Or what, what's kind of going on in your mind as far as all of that? <laughs> Oh goodness, there's there's so much to talk about for that one. And you were spot on when I got laid off. I went into a moment of panic because mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh gosh, I have not built up my business to a point where I'm financially ready to take that risk. And um, part of the benefit of being at the company that I was I was at was that we did have this really large built-in community of support on LinkedIn. Um, so I was very active on, within the LinkedIn community and uh, people got word that I was available and tried, were, they were frankly trying to, to swoop me up. And within two weeks, I had 40 different interviews at minimum 30 minutes to an hour in length. And so for the first two weeks, I didn't even have time to process what had just happened to me mm -hmm. because it was one of those things where I just immediately went into interview mode where it was back to back to back all day, every day. And it was really overwhelming. And I didn't have the opportunity to really think about, okay, what do I want next for this next chapter in my life? And what was happening is, I mean, I came from the startup corporate world. Um, and a lot of these companies, like you said, if you're lucky, you get 12 weeks maternity leave, if you're lucky. And what I was finding was that a lot of these companies um, they did have a maternity leave, but you had to be there at minimum six months to a year in order to qualify, or you take that leave unpaid. Um, also, I didn't mention when I got laid off of my job, that also disqualified me for FMLA, which basically would provide me some sort of compensation while I'm on maternity leave, whether or not the company was able to um, allow me to have that maternity leave benefit at all. So it was one of those things where when I was interviewing, the maternity leave was really important to me. And what I found again was that it was non-existent. And I, I was really, it's a really unfortunate position to be in too, because I was having these conversations with companies and I was forced to figure out, do I tell them I'm pregnant or do I not? Mm -hmm. And I'm a very open and transparent person. And I wanted to tell them that I was pregnant because I thought that they needed to know that. But actually telling them that you're pregnant, I hate to say this, but it was actually detrimental because while they cannot disqualify you for being pregnant, they can find other ways to be able to squeeze you out of the process. And I don't blame them. I mean, I know being in sales, um, I was going to be gone for the last quarter of the year where typically that's the highest revenue producing months of the, of the year. And if you're going to hire someone, why would they hire someone that's not going to be there? So I, I understood and it, it really forced me to take a step back and say, you know what, why am I working so hard to fit inside of this box for someone else when I am really being called for something more? If I don't do this now, then when, when am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. So I had a conversation with my husband and we, we sat down and we really 
uh, dove into the finances. What would it take from a monthly standpoint for us to be able to be comfortable? And then also the cost of childcare and daycare for our upcoming child. And boy, that was really eye-opening, I will tell you. I mean, as you know, with two daughters. And um, we just decided that now was now was the time for me to get started. So here I am. I would love to go into, because like, yes, the, all those costs add up, but I love kind of making that game plan. I love being able to write it down on paper and see what is, you know, what is our minimum that we need? What would it look like to live comfortably? What money has to come in? What can we sacrifice, you know, in this time of our life? And I also think like all of this stuff is just phases of our life. You know, like we kind of, I know I tend to think like in eternity, like this is how it's going to be forever. And I, you know, you, you kind of, um, make things bigger than they seem, but really it could just be for a, a set time. And you don't know, I think, especially when you get into entrepreneurship, the sky's the limit. And when you get that kind of fire inside you, it's like hard to, you know, say like, oh, you know, this is my little side project. It's like, no, you don't know how far this could go. Like there's a lot of potential in anybody's, you know, startup company. So I, I love that. Um, what would it look like now, you know, that you kind of started into your own thing. And we'll get into that in a minute, but like when baby comes, what is your ideal? Like, what is something that you would just love to have your life look like? So I'm not someone that sits still very easily. I'm constantly always doing something. And uh, I fully believe that motherhood is probably one of the hardest things that you can ever do. I mean, all of my stay-at-home mamas out there, huge shout out to you because I know that it is, it takes a lot of time and patience and you're just like the best humans that are, that are ever out there. Um, but I, I do want to be able to also financially contribute to my family situation because living in California is extremely expensive. And I, I know that I also want to be present for my, my future son. And so it was one of those things where I wanted well, let me back up a little bit. When I was working in corporate prior to the pandemic, I was commuting up to three hours each way mm -hmm. to and from work. And I knew that that was not a sustainable way of life, especially if I was going to enter into motherhood. And so work-life balance or integration, I should say, because I know that work that that term balance is no longer really a thing, um, was really important to me. So for me, I really want something where I'm able to make my own hours, to be able to work part-time, but generate a full-time income um, and really feel like I'm providing um, in a kind of a full circle way for, for my family here, um, both emotionally and financially. Um, and, and also, like I said, being able to be present because I think that was something that in my past life, I would not have been able to do. And that was something that is really important to me um, is to be able to, uh, really be present in my child's life. I love that phrase. I've heard a lot of people, you know, hate the kind of the term work-life balance, but that work-life integration kind of makes more sense anyway, because you can't really separate, especially with all the people that are working from home or you are an entrepreneur, you own your own business. I mean, that is your life. You know, I had someone on very early on, on the podcast that is a travel agent and she's like, no, the, my sons like help me with travel agency. Like, it's not like I do this and they do, you know, it's like, no, it's all, it's kind of like a family business because she does work around the clock, like with her, with that type of position, she knows she's going to be up early making reservations, or she's going to be on the phone late fixing an airline, you know, 
someone, a canceled flight or something like that. So um, I do kind of like that idea of the work-life integration. <laughs> yeah, but I would say the only thing with that is that it's important for us as entrepreneurs, if we are building something like this, to be able to also have, um, to be able to also set boundaries for ourselves, mm -hmm. because it could be really easy for us to burn the candle at both ends. And that's not healthy either. So mm -hmm. there's, there's definitely this compromise where maybe, I mean, I haven't figured this out yet because my son's going to be born in just two months from now. So I have no idea what, what life is really going to look like, but the way that I imagine it is I'm being very intentional with the time that I do have. So being able to maybe, maybe my mom can come a couple of days a week to be able to, um, to help for a few hours while I can batch record some podcast interviews, who knows what that may be, but just really being intentional with the time that I do have and making sure, like I said, like those boundaries are set. Otherwise we can let one part of our life really, con really just control us and really consume us. Yeah. I'm someone who I find a lot of like my value in being productive. You know, I'm kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm always going to be doing, I'm always probably going to be working in some capacity to bring in income and just, I find fulfillment in that, but there is a line that I cross often because even on the weekends, I feel like I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something. And sometimes it's sitting and saying, playing with the kids is doing something like just not doing anything, like put the phone away, put, you know, the laptop down and just sitting and playing. And like, it sounds silly to have to say that, but like for someone who is driven or someone who has like worked their whole life, like that sometimes is a hard concept to get as an adult is just like, let it go and playing. And that is investing in your kids. How did you get to that point yourself to be able to recognize that sometimes being present with your kids and playing with them is in fact doing something. Yeah. So I myself have gone on a personal therapy journey. So I have, I have done therapy just one-on-one -on -one with a therapist for, I think it was probably like eight months. And then my husband and I started going to a couple's counseling for just maintenance stuff. You know, we've been married, uh, nine years now and two kids and life has changed so much since we first met. And I think a lot of it was just, uh, being okay with the fact that we were changing and we had different values. And I think, especially when you become a mom, like life changes a lot. You learn like, this was so important to me. This is not important to me anymore. And I think to be able to see that in your spouse or in your significant other and like celebrate that change sometimes is hard. So I think that's really helped us, but then we're both that type of person. We are both a driven, productive person. Um, I am a little bit more like of the mindset of we can be productive in many ways. He's very much a blood, sweat, and tears kind of guy. Like he's going to work harder. He's going to put his nose to the grindstone. He's a hands-on, he's a country boy. Like that's all he knows. It's like, I'll work harder. And that's how, that's how it'll be. And, and, and I'm kind of on this real like discovery of what's out there. Just like you said, there are, you can't even keep up with how many positions or jobs there are available now, because like, I don't even know what some of them are. Like I'll see them on, you know, the job thing. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, but there's, you know, they're popping up everywhere. And I find that like my, my mindset now has been, there are multiple ways 
to be productive. And I'm learning that. And I think, but I really think therapy has been super helpful in, in eye opening to seeing my flaws as well as, you know, forgiving his flaws because those aren't mine to change, but, you know, just working together with those. And I think that's something that we both are trying to work through in our own way, as far as putting aside the productivity and just being able to be present with the kids. I love that because I think, especially as humans, we're meant to grow. And um, in a relationship, there's really two options. You can either grow separately or you can grow together. And you two are choosing to grow together um, in this thing called life. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I definitely think, especially, you know, you add a child to the mix, things, you learn stuff about yourself that you didn't know was there beforehand. So then it's trying to like, share that journey together where you're both growing. Yeah. Just like you said, you can grow apart, um, grow separately, not even apart, just grow separately, or you can talk about these things and, and have them a topic of conversation. You know, I think so often you live together, you know, it's like, but so many times, like, when do you really sit down and like, talk about like, what's going on in life? What's going on in your head? What's going on in your heart? Like we, we have learned that we have to create space each week to do that. Otherwise it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I know my husband and I, our, our time together is at around the dinner table. It's really just because he has a really um, intense job. So when we do get to be able to, to connect, it, it is through, through dinner. Um, so that's, that's really our time of day where we are able to get on the same page, like talk about our plans mm-hmm. for the future and really how our day was and really just kind of realign with one another. So I, I hear what you're saying and I, I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Well, tell me what you're doing now. So now that you've kind of stepped into entrepreneurship, what is going on? Oh gosh, yes. This is what really lights me up inside. Um, So I started in October of 2022. I started a podcast. Um, So the podcast is called Self Starter. And um, the, the basis behind it is that I'm interviewing women who had dreams for more that were in a similar situation that I was, that where you were in corporate and you wanted more time, more freedom, more creativity, potentially more money, um, but you didn't really know where to start because like the big picture and perfectionism was holding you back. And that was what was holding me back. And really what I had to do is stop and think, you know what, what is one thing that I can start with right away that I know that I will enjoy doing and that I can commit to doing consistently? And so I really took a a hard look at what I enjoyed about my job in sales and what lit me up. And that was really connecting with, with people. It was helping them figure out solutions to their problems. It was learning about their stories. So, um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, not knowing potentially all the different roles that were out there. Um, I stumbled upon podcasting and I was thinking, wow, this is perfect because it allows me to be able to connect with other humans. Mm -hmm. It allows me to be able to learn about their stories and it allows me to be able to help people. So it was, it started out as um, a little bit of a selfish standpoint because I wanted to learn from other women, but then I figured, you know what, this is so good. Why not also share it with the world? So podcasting was born in October of 2022. Um, had no idea that this was going to turn into my full-time business when I started it. 
But flash forward into January of this year, I was just having so much fun. And I hired a business coach thinking, okay, how can I take this to the next level? Because I'm all about just taking that first step and then the next one, because it you can't have it all figured out overnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone does, please tell me, please tell me how you're doing it. Because <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Um, but I hired a business coach and she and I set a goal that I was going to be out of corporate within six months working together. And then jokes on me because I found out that I was pregnant, which I mean, this wasn't a surprise, but also something that I didn't think would happen so quickly. And I decided that um, I would stay within the corporate setting just a little bit longer, just to be able to collect those maternity leave, maternity mm-hmm. leave benefits. But again, jokes on me because you have to be very careful <laughs> with what you put out there. And um I was laid off. So in March of, or I should say in April of this year, I decided to go all in on self-starter. And now it's not only a podcast, but we are building out a community for women uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, as well as current entrepreneurs to be able to come together, to be able to learn from, encourage, um, and really grow together in their entrepreneurial journeys. And also building out um, a course to be able to help other women get started in their own entrepreneurial journey as well. So again, this is clearly obviously what lights me up. It's just being able to connect with other women and um, and really help them really live a life that they had always dreamed of. So I get all giddy talking about it. I mean, this is one thing that I could talk about forever. So. <laughs> yeah. So you said you're building out a community. Where is this community located? <laughs> is it on Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it where can we find so this community? So it is still in the, it's, yeah, it's still in the building phases. Um, I, because I do have a podcast, a, a course, and we'll have a community, I'm looking into Kajabi right now. So right now there's currently a wait list for women to be able to sign up for this community, um, just to be able to, um, to, to get the, the reaction from other people to see kind of the interest level. And also there's an incentive to join earlier just because it is, um, a, a lo- reduced fee and that will be locked in for the lifetime of their membership. Um, so I'm personally really excited because I'm taking a little bit of a different twist to this um, and I'm allowing people to come in here and promote their services, use the group for beta testing for all of their promotional services um, and um, just to be able to to really hone in on how to really take their business to the next level by linking arms with the other women within the community. Is it any type of entrepreneur or is there something that's like more like a focus group or would there be groups within the group, I guess? That's a great question. There will be groups within the group to be able to, if you wanted to be able to hone in on a specific um, like niche per, per se, like, so if you're a coach, mm-hmm. like there'll be a place where you can connect with other coaches. Like if you have a product-based business, then there'll be a place for people to be able to connect with other product-based business owners. Um, but really the idea behind it, it's it's for people that are looking to either get their business started or um, or a current um, entrepreneur that are really just looking for people, like I said, to link arms with here. It's always better to do things in a community. I know that like entrepreneurship and create creation, podcast creation, YouTube, whatever, is a lonely road because it's still very like obscure. You know, it's not very many people doing it yet, or it's hard to find maybe because it's all remote. You know, most of the stuff is kind of remote. 
if you have a product-based business, maybe you do have a brick and mortar, but a lot of that is remote also, you know, people working from their homes. And so um, what a fun way to be able to connect with other people and maybe not feel so like, is this going to work? Like, am I crazy for thinking this is going to happen? And, and cause I think so many times when you start something like this, that is kind of the response you get from friends and family because they're like, what? what are you doing with your life, you know? And then to be able to, but to be able to be with some like-minded people, that's priceless. That really is. Well, there's, there's two things that I want to say here is that um, I personally have gone through a little bit of an identity crisis um, as I have shifted from the corporate world into entrepreneurship. And it was interesting because um, just a couple months ago, as I was beginning this journey, I, I, ran into this woman on the street and she started asking me questions about what I did. And in the past, it was a really easy answer for me to explain. I would have said, oh, I'm in sales. And then if she was interested in learning a little bit more, then she'd dive into it. And I could just bust out my elevator pitch. No problem. This is what I do. And this is why I do it. Well, now it's people, like you said, not everyone really understands what it is that the entrepreneurship journey is. So it I, I felt like I was almost suffering a little bit of imposter syndrome going through all of this. Like, who, who am I? How do I explain now what I'm doing? Um, what are people going to think? And so it was really just having to um, process this new identity of mine and really embrace it. Um, and then the second part that you were talking about is, is the community part. And um, with the podcast, like you, like I've been able to connect with so many women that yes, entrepreneurship can be lonely, but I've actually found that I've really broadened my network here by being able to open myself up and connect with other women through community and through the podcasting world that I have felt so fulfilled being able to connect with just like-minded women like yourself mm -hmm. um, because we all are kind of on the same similar path while we might have different goals um, we're all kind of experiencing the same things at the same time so it's been a really fun way to be able to not feel so alone and to really continue to inspire people every single day because entrepreneurship can be, it can be hard and it, it can be lonely, but if we make the decision to, to link arms with these other women, then it, it doesn't have to be. It's like really being picky or choosing your inner circle and, and yes. we're kind of getting to, it might not be as many people, but the people that we are letting in are like so impactful in our lives because like you said, they're on that same journey. They're excited about the same things. They're excited about growth, personal development, helping others, you know, it's kind of those same core values that, you know, we have that it's easy to share those with those people. Completely. And I found that, I mean, the people, my personal circle within my friends group and things like that, they're all super supportive. But like you said, like not everyone can really relate to what you're going through. So to be able to find people that are going through similar things, that's really kind of what keeps you going when the times do get a little bit tough. Yeah, I definitely think to just to touch on your identity crisis, I did the same exact thing. Um, and, and still struggle with what to say, especially because I am still in a corporate role or nine to five role and doing all this on the side. So when I do meet somebody, it's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, what part do you want to know? You know, because I do a lot of things right now. I'm wearing a lot of hats, but what do I want to do? Or, you know, what would I love to be? You know, my goal in the future would, yeah, be that self-sufficient entrepreneur creating things that I love and has a positive impact on other people. Well, you are doing it. <laughs> well, oh, you're doing it already. Yes. Thank you so much.
that's exciting. It is, it's really exciting to see, um, you know, what's come of kind of like a, a, a dream almost like, and it's not even something like, just like you said, podcasting kind of fell into my lap. It wasn't something that like, I knew I wanted to be a podcaster. I was like, no, I didn't have that thought. I just knew I wanted something bigger. I wanted something more. And I think you kind of felt that too in corporate world. It's like, I, I'm good at what I do in, in my current job. I was a physical therapist. I was good at it. I had 10 years in the career, you know, and that's a respectable job. When you, someone asks you what you do, oh, I'm a physical therapist. They're like, oh yeah, my mom had therapy. You know, they go into all the stories and they relate to you. But when you're saying like, I'm a podcast host or I'm a content creator, they're like, what does that even mean? You know? So, um, I do see that with the, with the kind of identity crisis and trying to get over that imposter syndrome. But I really feel like if it's, if it's in you, it's, it's for you. You know, if you have that desire, it's for you. I completely agree. The voice is there for a reason. And a lot of us will just push it to the side because it might not be kind of like the traditional or safe path to go on. But what I like about what you're doing and what I would have done, I would have continued to do if I wasn't forced out of the situation is being able to have that full-time income coming in while also starting the business like you have, because what it allows you to do is it reduces the amount of pressure from a financial perspective that is on your plate. And it also allows you to take the money that you are making within your PT business and reinvest it into your passion project. Mm -hmm. Um, So that way it can help accelerate this um, even more quickly. Um, And you don't have to really about worry about, okay, how am I going to keep the electricity on this month? Yeah, I do feel like it might've been in Kathy Heller's class. Someone did mention like my nine to five is funding my passion project. Mm -hmm. And I use that quote all the time because it's true. Like, it takes that desperation out of creating. And I feel like sometimes that position of desperation, like really dampens that creative spirit. It's hard to create when you're like forced to, I need to make this deadline. I need to make this money. I need to, you know, bring in this income. It's hard. Yeah. And I know Kathy Heller is all about like creating that like abundance mindset. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to your point, like it's, it's hard to create from a place of lack. Instead, we really have to create from a place of abundance, like, and really just believe that it's already, it's already happened, you know, and we're just kind of making it happen along the way. Well, I ask everyone this question. So I've got to ask you, what does it mean to you to be living in your legacy? Oh, goodness. That's such a good question. And I should have seen this one coming. Um, (laughs) I think that this is not a very like simple question to answer because I think there's a lot of different ways to be able to to take this. I think that for me, living in my legacy means really leaving the world a little bit better than how I found it. Um, It's it's being able to be able to make an impact um, on the world, even if it's just for one person. Like if I can impact one person then I feel like I have really done good in this world. Like that, that lights me up knowing that I could have helped at least one person. Um, I think it's, it's going after my dreams um, and really living my truth, um, making sure that to our point, what we were talking about earlier, it's making sure that if you're feeling called towards something, like you're really listening to it and you're exploring that. And then I think it's also setting an example for my son and potential future other children and showing them what's possible if you just decide to go after your dreams. And I think that for me, that's, that's what living in my legacy means to me. 
Excellent. Yeah. I really think showing, you know, living for yourself and fulfilling your needs is something that is hard as a mom because we want to do everything for everybody else, but really like keeping that in the forefront, because what that does is creates a beautiful picture for your kids to see that mom's important. She's taking care of herself. She's giving herself time, grace, and she's trying things. She's going out on a limb. She's not afraid to fail. Maybe we are afraid, but we push through it anyway. Um, And I think those are the things that kids need to see. Kids need to see in us Um, things that maybe we didn't see, you know, we didn't see the, the scary parts, the job changes, you know, because it wasn't a a big part of our life growing up. Yeah. But I think that's important for our kids to see now. Yeah. Times are really different than when you and I were growing up, people would stay at a job for their entire career Mm -hmm. and that was normal. And today people are bouncing out, bouncing around from company to company, changing jobs left and right. Um, just because that's, the environment that we're in and with technology evolving so quickly, there's new opportunities available and more opportunities than ever to be able to start something of our own. And I just really want to be able to show my child that, you know what, no matter what you do, like I support you and you can do whatever you put your mind to. That's so fun. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited too. A little nervous. I won't, I won't lie here. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I've never changed a diaper before, so this will be interesting. So here goes nothing. You will learn quick. (laughs) I don't think I have a choice at this point. No, no, no. Oh, it, it comes in every, I mean, I think the the commonality amongst parents this generation is nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just doing our best and trying to learn, learn some new things. And I think that's another thing that, um, you know, is just something new that, that our generation is doing is like, what's a better way to go about disciplining a child or um, how can I let them learn on their own safely without hovering over them? And there's a lot of things that there's a lot out there right now. And I feel like at least that the, the desire to learn and better ourselves is going to only help, you know, the generations that come behind us. Completely agree. And that's part of us um, living our legacy and passing our legacy on is, is through um, us being able to learn how to be better for our children and for the future children to come and generations. Megan, where can people find you? if they want to connect. So my website is uh, selfstarter.com. So it's S-E-L-F-S-T-A-R-T-H-E-R. So selfstarter. Um, you can find me on Instagram, selfstart.her. Um, LinkedIn, I'm Megan Tobler. So, and uh, the podcast is just the Self Starter podcast available on all, po- po- all podcasting platforms. So feel free to check it out and uh, drop me a message because I love to connect. And soon to be YouTube, right? And soon to be YouTube. Yes, I do have the channel created. I just haven't posted anything. There so you go. I'm going to take all the notes from Jill. Yeah, we'll get together and talk about that because I definitely find that that's, I mean, it's just another avenue. You've already got the content created. It just needs to go up there. <laughs> that's what I hear. It's just uh, as an entrepreneur, there's only so much of you to go around. So trying to figure out where I'm focusing my attention um, every single day. So it's a learning experience, step-by-step one step at a time. Yeah. I'm with you. I am right there with you. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Congratulations again. I'm so excited for your coming months and congratulations on self-starter. I love it. 
Thank you, Jill. And thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to officially meet you today. It's been a long time coming and uh, I'm just really excited to be able to continue this relationship as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation from Megan. This episode was brought to you today by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is the service I use for my email list. So hint, hint, if you are not signed up for my email list, go ahead over to jillgsutton.com. You cannot miss the pop-up. It will ask you if you want to join the email list and I would highly recommend you subscribe. It's just another way that we can communicate. I handwrite all those emails. So you might hear from me once a week and you might hear from me um, once every two to three months. It just depends on what I have time for and create time for, but it's just a fun way to um, have a conversation back and forth. Like I said, it's literally just email and I am on the other end of it. So uh, if you are in the business of, entrepreneurship or creating your own type of business and you need to start an email list, I highly recommend Flowdesk. In fact, I have a 50% off your first year coupon code that I will link below. If you guys are wanting to sign up for that, you can use that coupon code. Like I said, 50% off your first year using Flowdesk. Um, it's amazing. It is a seamless process. They are constantly working on it. It's also women created and owned. So I love to support that. And anyway, next week we are going to be hearing from my dear friend Z, uh, Ziara Espinal. She has part two. She's coming back on the podcast after I talked with her last fall. So much has changed in her life. And it's just really funny to see how God works and how what we have in mind for what is our plan for our life is not usually ever what actually happens. And so we just have a really fun conversation getting to that. So stay tuned for next week. Z is on the podcast again and have a good week, y'all. <laughs>